Hola, 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 hola. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my basement. Yes, I'm Francisco Suarez, your host, and this is from Suarez Basement, a podcast created especially for everybody out there who are interested in the communication media and the art. Thank you for being back with us. What an incredible opportunity we have here in from Suarez Basement to sit down with experts in the field that we admire. And today, of course, is not exception. We have the one and only Colleen Boxing, who is the director for one of my favorite TV shows ever, Breaking Bad. He also is Emmy Award winner for his work in the hit TV show Fargo. So we're going to be talking to Colleen about his long, successful career as a TV director. And like I always do, I invite two students to be part of the conversation. Shimo Slovenia and Michael Hutchins are with us. They are ready to start this conversation. Thank you, WC and Wine Central New York, for your partnership and allow us to bring these experts in the field to our audience. Colleen, welcome to From Suarez Basement. And let's talk. What are we going to talk? Yeah, what do you want to talk about, guys? Well, I wanted to uh, ask, because you've had an exceptionally fulfilling or long and good career that I wanted to know what it has been like to move through the different formats over the past 40-some-odd years, you know? I know. Yeah, it's more than that, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I suppose the biggest um, difference for me was when I came to America from England, where I'd been working for the BBC. I'd been doing plays uh, on TV by some quite acclaimed uh, writers and doing things in quite a different way <clears throat> and having much more of a hand in the whole process uh, than one is now used to doing in America. Um, because episodic television, which is what I've done most of here, is a medium where the writer is king and you're basically working as a director, you're working for a showrunner and you're working to put his vision on the screen and you're making decisions about not only your episode but things that concern the whole series um, and very often you're asking you're asking that question of yourself am I doing this because I want to do this or because this is going to make it better for the audience to understand the series over uh, the long term. So, for instance, um, there is a much shorter prep time for a series, for an episode of television here, usually something like eight days, and then anything from eight to maybe 11 days um, shooting. And then once the editor has put together his assembly, you have four days in the cutting room. Oh, wow. To cut together your episode. That's a DGA um, rule, and that's your DGA allotment. And when I was in England doing this kind of thing, or not doing this kind of thing, but doing longer form, um, one would stay with the whole post-production process through to the finished, um, the finished article, music and all. 
Um, and here, one has to get used to the idea of, there's my cut, I hand it over, and some weeks, months uh, later, uh, you see a version of it that's been attacked by various <laughs> other people. And you hope that they haven't fucked your episode up too bad. <laughs> that was the biggest contrast for you know coming from England to uh, working in America but I've got used to it and uh, Mm. that's the you know that's the way I work now Mm. how do you say you've had to adjust to working with so many different hands yeah you know yeah that's the other thing every every different show uh, that you go on to there's a new set of people, mm. new DP, new first AD, new production designer, new showrunner, new writers. It's all new. Uh, obviously, there are shows that you're asked to come back on, uh, and that's that's great. If you've had you know a good time with those people, uh, then you get to come back and work with them again. And by doing that, you have achieved a sort of shorthand with those people because you know you've worked with them you've worked them before you don't have to go through a whole lengthy process of explaining uh what you want Mm -hmm. Um, but you know it can be you can do 10 different shows and be 10 different groups of people so you know part of it is being able to be flexible enough to work with people who you know have completely different ideas completely different ways of lighting, working, um, running a set, and so on. But I do have a question, Colleen, because it's very interesting. And again, I love this conversation. That's why we have you here. Everything that you have done is uh, say so far, give us these behind the scenes that we normally don't see, right? So uh-huh. my question is, what is the balance between the business aspect and the artistic aspect, right? Because yes, it's true. It's a business you say, this is the amount of scenes we need to shot today. This is the cost. Uh, however, when we see shows, in my opinion, of the quality of Breaking Bad and Fargo, and it's definitely a, a very incredible artistic part and aspect behind. How do you find that balance as a director? Because one part of you understand the business and say, this is what we need to accomplish, but I want to be sure also that I create something that I feel proud of. Yeah. I mean, I think I've arrived at a point where I don't really think that much about the business end of it. I'm confident enough in my own abilities mm-hmm. to know that what I want to do um, is going to work, um, both artistically, if that's how you want to put it, um, and in terms of you know the budget of the show. And, you know... If something's going to cost a lot of money to do, I can make a case for that. And because, in a way, I have a certain amount of respect coming from uh, the producers, mm-hmm. um, I can get away with uh, saying, it doesn't matter that it's going to cost more. That's what we should do because that's what's going to be great for the show. Mm. And they will listen to me. I have to say, this is not a boast, that winning an Emmy uh, does an awful lot for <laughs> other people's respect of your uh, opinions <laughs> and things. Uh, 
<laughs> but really, I think that when I get a script, you get a script for a show that's as good as Breaking Bad. It really tells you exactly what you should do. I'm not saying that Vince writes down, now you should shoot this, now you should. But when you read it, you go, yeah, I understand this. This is how I'm going to go about it. And this is the style of the show. And, and I understand instinctively and through a certain amount of experience that this is how it should be done. Mm, mm. Do you ever get the chance to, like, if you really think some kind of idea is really is going to be really good for the show. Do you ever get the chance to like change the script at, at any point with the writer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you say change the script, writers in television are very protective of their words. Right. However, the way that a scene is shot um, will be very much up to me. And if it needs to be taken out of, say, two people talking across a table in an office, that's the way the writer has written it. And I want to put more forward motion into the episode by taking it out of that interior and taking it outside and having people on the move. Um, then I'll uh, then I'll, then I'll tell that to the to the writer in such a way that. He'll think it's a good he or she will think it's a good idea yeah. um because i love to keep things on the move and not to have the thing become very static um so vince was very good at listening to those kinds of uh suggestions and being enthusiastic about them mm. the, the interesting thing about breaking bad if we want to talk about that episode for a moment um and um, the way that Vince hands over um, the episode completely to the writer of that particular episode. I mean, how much of it goes on in the writing room and Vince rewrites it, I'm not exactly sure because I'm not in the writing room. But he will always hand the credit uh, to the writer. Um, and, and he or she will be on the set. And, you know, if you want to change something, then uh, Johnny Hutchison will say, yeah, let's do that, or let's call Vince. Um, but, you know, he's, Vince is a very, is very generous on giving credit to both writer and the director. And Colleen, you mentioned something that is interesting to me, not that you have the $1 million answer. But you say it's a very big difference between a good writer and a bad writer, meaning when a director takes a good script, you can very easily imagine what you're going to be doing. What could define for you a good script? Meaning, for example, some of my students ask, well, should I really in the scene description be very descriptive and describe everything that is there? Or should I be, and I always say, you need to find that balance, right? Where you can give the director enough information for him to understand the concept. What do you think would define a good script? Well, don't over, as you say, don't over describe what the scene is. I mean, I've read scripts that are purely the dialogue. With no, uh, with no stage directions. And I'm also 
uh, I will also not read the stage directions um, because I don't want to get bogged down in someone else's idea of what the character is doing or where they're, where, where they're moving to and so on. I'll very often just not, not read that so that I can have the freedom uh, to have them the, the, the characters do, do what I want. Or it, lots, of, lots of times, the input from the actors will be really important mm -hmm. and it will have nothing to do with a piece of stage direction. Um, the best kinds of scripts don't need very much stage direction. It'll be in the dialogue and the way that the characters interact with each other. Mm. Um, a lot of, a lot of um, not so good scripts are overthought. Don't overthink it. I mean, that's one of Vince's favorite favorite sayings. I like the way you're thinking there, Colin, but you're overthinking it, <laughs> right? And I'll very often pick that up and say it to actors or writers. Don't overthink it. A lot of this is instinctive, and it comes from from the from gut rather than from, from up here. Don't get too cerebral about it. Mm. Uh, just go with your feelings um, and and hope that, hope that you get a script that's good enough to let you use your feelings about it to direct it. Mm. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> In what way or where do you think... Uh going switching directions where do you think uh sensibilities have like changed as far as what you've worked on what you get to work on kind of like in the past years well i mean i think because um of cable and now streaming the episodes of those shows that we mentioned you know breaking bad fargo etc they're very far away from uh, what I started working on in America, which were network shows that had a story of the week. The whole thing started and ended and was all bound up in one episode and it was done and you move on. The, the serialization of TV series is really the biggest change in sensibilities that I can... Uh, really uh, think of yeah. that writers can enlarge upon you know what might be a 90 minute movie and it's a it's a 10 hour movie <laughs> sometimes that's not so great but uh when it's done really well it's terrific yeah um there's so many layers to directing i mean what would be two you know golden rules golden things to really keep in mind for aspiring directors and producers out there never wear shorts to work <laughs> um noted uh well i mean the golden rule for me is that you really know the script and when you're asked um, what can be very um, deep questions about it, usually by actors, because actors are only concerned about one thing. That's their character. 
um, and you as a director are concerned with every aspect of the show. So people are always coming up to you and asking questions which concern only their aspect. And you've got to know the answers. Um, and if you don't necessarily know the, uh, the answer, then I think, you know, you have to, especially with actors, um, realize that you can direct by asking a question. Mm. And Colleen, we do have a question that I'm sure Seamus and Michael and a lot of the students share. Is, is this a factor of why television shows doesn't stick with one director? A lot of people, a lot of students think like, well, it doesn't make sense if you really want to develop a whole season. Why that director doesn't have this capacity to develop the entire season? Why is always this change in directors? Well, I think there's more of that happening that uh, you'll find that one director uh, directs a whole uh, season. I mean, one of the reasons is that you have such a short amount of time to do an episode of television like we talked about. Eight days prep, 10 days shooting, four days in the cutting room. If you attempt to have one director direct, let's say, all 10 episodes of uh, a, a season of television, um, you have to have certainly a lot more time in terms of prep and uh, probably more time in terms of television. Because, you know, the director has to have then 10 hours of screen time inside his head. Mm. Um, so it's going to take... And, and also, the scripts aren't necessarily written like that. Ten scripts aren't written. I mean, I just talked to a, a, a writer and I said to him, well, um, okay, we've been in lockdown nearly six months now. You must have all ten, uh, ten episodes written. He said, I haven't got any. <laughs> um, so... That's, that's, I think, one of the reasons. But I think there is, these days, a wanting to, on the part of showrunners, producers, to want to have, if not one director, let's say two or three, mm -hmm. um, direct the whole, the whole season. Because, uh, you know, as you're, what, what you're saying is, if you want the style to stay the same over a whole season, then why not have one person do it? I think if you've got a couple of people or, you know, two or three people, then you're much more likely to have that, mm. that overall vision. Mm. And very often there's a figure called a producing director. And a producing director will direct a number of episodes of the, uh, of the show. Mm. And he'll be there all the time as the as in a producing capacity mm -hmm. to help guest directors who are coming in mm -hmm. with their episodes and to help them maintain that style that hopefully the show has set up um, and to help maintain that. How do you approach maintaining that continuity with a team of people like that or that? 
Well, I mean, the thing is that they probably know more about it than you do, because by the time you come in to do, you know, episode whatever it is, uh, those people have all worked on uh, on the show and are able to tell you uh, what are the things to watch out for, uh, what are the things that the show sort of does and doesn't do or tends to do and not to do. Um, it's really up to you whether you... To, you you want to break out of that for uh, an episode or, or not. I mean, there was an episode of Breaking Bad, which I think was called The Fly. Mm -hmm. It all took place in the, uh, in the super lab. And it was basically Brian on his own uh, trying to catch a fly. Uh, it was his kind of OCD mentality coming out. Um, well, I mean, that was an episode you could have just ignored all the rules or all the, and just come in and done it. I mean, and, and the guy did, the guy who directed it, um, did just, you know, mm -hmm. it was it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. I was very envious um, of that uh, particular director. Um, but yes, I mean, you, you lean quite heavily on people around you, um, the DP, the production designer and so on who've worked on the show before you. I mean, obviously, if you come in and you do episodes one and two of the first season, then you're setting that up yourself. Mm -hmm. And then other people, you know, hopefully if you've done it well enough, other people will want to follow that basic style to do what you want to do. Uh, and as a class, let's say you're teaching a directing class right now, and very briefly, you can give us the first three steps or five steps that you do as soon as you get a script. What, what do you do? You open, well, you open and read the script, yeah. but you know, what, what are your kind of follow-up of receiving the script? What do you do next? Okay, when I, I mean, as soon as I get a script, if it's any good, it starts putting pictures in your head. You're really in a bad way. If, you, if you're reading a script and there's no pictures forming in your head, then you know that you're in real trouble. Mm -hmm. um, so pictures start to form in your head and you start, start to jot down things on the script about how you might shoot it. Um, and then you read it again and you'll have more notes and you'll start to have notes about the characters and the actors and then you'll read it again and you'll have an even firmer the more times that you can that you read it the better um because every time that you read it you're going to find something new that you want to do or that you're finding out about it and each time it'll add to what you're going to do with the camera with the actors with the characters. Mm -hmm. How many times would you read a script before you actually go out and shooting? A hundred? A <laughs> hundred. As many times as you have time for once you get the script, you read it at least once a day, once a day, uh, once you get it, maybe more. Mm. And then of course, you're always reading parts of it because you're always getting questions about, well, what should we do here, production uh, 
um, design-wise with, with this scene or photographing this scene. So you're always looking at individual scenes, but always remember to read the script over again before you go to bed, uh, first thing in the morning, before you go to work, on the way to work. Just keep reading it. <laughs> That's great. Well, guys, if you want to say goodbye to Colleen and then Colleen, please, your last message to our students. Uh, but again, just just uh, take the time. Yeah, well, guys, just, you know, like I say, it's great to see two young people who are, you know, want to do this. And just, you know, just, just stick at it and stick with your ideas and be able to listen to people, but know that in the end, you've got to know. Colleen, thank you so much really for taking the time to connect with us and to have this amazing conversation about your career as a TV director. I want also to thank uh, Seamus and Michael, uh, the students for being part of the conversation. You guys rock the house with your questions to my production team for the hard work that you guys put together every week in order to produce this uh, podcast. And of course you, the audience, without you, what is the point right so thank you for listening and for connecting with us every week and to our partnership with wcny in central new york i hope you learned something new today and i really appreciate your company i will see you and i will see you well in our youtube channel but i would uh, talk to you next week with a new episode from suarez basement please remember to be kind to be safe and be happy i will see you love you guys thank you for the company bye bye <laughs>